Hi, I'm Sloan Matthews from the Ohio State University women's hockey team, and you're listening to the College Hockey Talk. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest, Wyzetta Girls Senior Sloan Matthews, joins the podcast today. This past season, Sloan had 54 points in 27 games and will be playing college hockey for the defending national champion, Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Sloan, and how's everything going? Good. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you so much uh, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Now, how's everything going for yourself? How's your senior year been going for you, both on and off the ice? Yeah, it's been really good. School's going how school goes, just kind of cherishing the days that I have left with all my friends and just, you know, going to school. Well, yeah. And then um, on the ice, it was really fun this year. It kind of being senior year, it made everything just like that much more special that I got to do it with my best friends and just one last time. Yeah, that's awesome. And any senioritis kicking in for yourself? Because that's what happened with me last year. Um, We're getting into a little bit of sliding, <laughs> but we're still working hard, pushing through, getting that's to the good. end. That's good. That's good. Normally, once like late April rolls around, the academic part starts becoming less of a net factor because you're kind of finishing up with everything. So that's my like only senior advice for yourself. So it gets better once yeah. the late April months start to happen, once late April starts to roll around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, I kind of want to start off this podcast talking about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you're now today. So you're obviously from YZ. So talk about growing up there. and How did you start playing hockey? Yeah. um, So I actually started hockey when I was in Indiana. I lived there till I was five. So that's when like I first put on skates and when I went out with my brothers on the ice and just took lessons. And then I moved to England, and there for four years, I took up figure skating. And that was just like a whole other experience, which was really fun. And then I came here in fourth grade, and I joined, well, I tried to find a figure skating club, but it didn't end up working out. And then my older brothers both played hockey, so I followed along with them and then joined hockey, and it was just really nice. Um, definitely growing up in Wyzetta and being such a big hockey community was like really special to be a part of and just like a great experience. So you're originally not from Wyzetta, if I'm correct. Like that's what's on the prospect page. So yeah. Well, are, where, so you're from Indiana originally. So talk about the hockey scene there. Like, was your family? Did your family play hockey before you were born, or was it kind of just something you kind of started on your own? Uh, yeah. So my dad. I believe picked up hockey a little later in life and I don't know if he was playing hockey before I was born, but we, he definitely loved watching hockey and that's been like a big thing that we do as a family is go to hockey games or whatever. And then in Indiana, I only lived there till I was five. So I really don't remember much, but I do remember just like going to like Mites games or like the equivalent of them and just like being outside rollerblading with my brothers playing roller hockey. Yeah. Yeah, and talk about what it's like living in England and what's the hockey scene like there. I feel like there's probably not much hockey to do out there, but hey, you never know. Yeah. I, think I might be a little bit surprised. 
Yeah, there it was definitely a lot more like sparse there. And there wasn't a whole ton of rinks. I remember our away games were up to five hours away and as close as maybe an hour. So definitely lots of driving for the parents to do there, which made it kind of difficult. Um, but then also the teams there weren't as good as they are here because there's just not as many players. But I was fortunate enough that at our home rink, which was probably 15 minutes from my house, there was a, two really good figure skating coaches that kind of like took me under their wing and put me into their like skating family. And then I just naturally went to figure skating and then played like a little hockey on the side, but not much. Yeah. And was it kind of weird for yourself growing up, adapting to a different culture and then moving back to the U.S. and trying to adapt to another culture here? Yeah, it was definitely uh, very different there, but a really great experience that gave me what I like to say that I have good manners, but definitely a lot is focused on manners there. And just being able to grow up in a different culture was just really something other. Yeah. And obviously driving on the opposite side of the road, that must have been weird. Yeah. I don't know if you have any memories about that, but I find that very odd that England does that. Yeah. I remember when I moved back here, I was like, whoa, we're on the wrong side of the road, mom. What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. Now, who was your favorite hockey player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a women's player on like the U.S. national team? Uh, growing up, I would have to say it was Sidney Crosby. I'm not sure why, but my best guess is it was the first card my brothers gave me or the first card I got with like the hockey card trading cards. I don't know what they're called, mm -hmm. but I know that I have a lot of Sidney Crosby and I used to like him. Not that I don't anymore, but now I've kind of more transferred to Connor McDavid just because I love how he plays. Oh, yeah. And obviously he's scoring highlight real goals every night. So yeah. it's like a player like that. Mm -hmm. Now, talk a little bit about your youth hockey career before YZ High School. Um, what, like, who did you play for? And uh, talk about, like, how it developed you and how it helped prepare you for high school hockey once you were trying out for the varsity teams. Yeah. So when I, first, when I moved back here, I joined the hockey season late. So I was put on the U10B team and had an absolute blast with all the girls. And then after that season, my skate sharpener and – my dad encouraged me to move to boys. And so I moved to boys for my second year of squirts. And then I played boys up through my second year of peewees and then moved to high school. But I just think that playing boys like really helped develop me and like my speed of the game. And it was just, I'm really glad I played boys for the development part, but I do wish I played girls for like the social aspect, I guess. Yeah. And uh, what's the main differences I, you notice between playing boys hockey versus playing girls hockey? Um, I think like boys and then like the high school hockey. Mm -hmm. um, I or would say that... You were playing, I guess. Okay. I would say that boys were more like individual, if that makes sense. Like there was always like the one or two really good kids who would really just go and do it. And there wasn't a lot of like systems or team play it was more about developing the individual skills and then when you move to girls it's more or when I moved to girls it was more like team focused so like we're going to run a system we're going to do things this way we're going to make these plays and have like others in the back of our minds that we can make so it's just more of like a different style in how they played. Now you played your entire high school hockey career with YZ. So talk about what it's like playing with your hometown team because a lot of players 
I mean, different areas of the country don't really have that opportunity to do that just because you have to go to the travel team or kind of move far away from home to develop and play hockey at a high level. So talk about what it's like as a Minnesota high school hockey player to, to be able to play for your hometown team and develop really well um, in that system. Yeah, I think um, being in Minnesota is like really, we're really fortunate uh, just because playing with girls and kids that you've grown up and gone to elementary, middle and high school with, is just like the bond and like the relationships that you make on the team is just, you can't really make those within two years. It's kind of, you grow up, like you go to people's cabins, you make so many different memories. So your connections are just so much closer. So it's just, we're really fortunate to be able to play with each other all throughout youth and then up through high school. Now, was there any adjustment period for yourself moving from boys hockey back to girls hockey in high school? And what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to high school hockey? Yeah, there definitely was a big one in like the social category, I guess, because playing with boys, they kind of like to chirp each other. And like, there's nothing really wrong with that. It's just like the normal. And then when you go to girls, it's more like nice. And you're more of like an encouragement rather than almost like constructive criticism in like a meaner way for the guys. So it's just interesting, like observing how the girls act and then like readjusting. And then on the ice, like I was saying earlier, just the individual style that guys play with to more of like the team and just like collaborative high school way, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you obviously got to play under Coach Taylor and Bill Williamson. Uh, talk about what it was like playing under those two coaches and um, what would you learn under those players? Obviously with Taylor Williamson, she's a legend with the Gophers and Adina High, so it must have been cool to learn from a player like that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, she's just like such a great coach. She has so much knowledge and so does her dad, Dean. It's just they bring so many different aspects and they did bring it to our game and they taught us so much that we just, I don't think we could have been as good as we were without them. So it's definitely a big hats off to them. Mm -hmm. And what was like the biggest thing you learned under those two coaches? Um, like skill wise or like anything wise, life wise, coach, um, coaching wise, playing wise. Like, I'm just curious since they have a lot of knowledge on the game. Yeah, they definitely, uh, Taylor for sure has taught me like a ton of life lessons and skills just like to have on the ice, just like different moves. And she's always helping me even now still. She helps me with little moves like off the ice. And then Dean just brings such a maturity to the game and just has so much knowledge. And what's the word? I don't know, but he just has so much. Uh, what is it? He just brings like different, a different aspect to the game, like a different way of viewing the game that we would have never thought of. Now your team this past season had a lot of success getting almost 30 wins uh, this season. So my question to you is what was the key to your team's success uh, this past season? Yeah, I think uh, we had a lot of, I think we overcame a lot of adversity this season just with COVID and then coming off of last year's season and not having a normal season. So a lot of the girls didn't necessarily know what the normal season looked like. I think there's only four of us who had experienced a normal season. 
So just coming together and like experiencing it almost like brand new as a whole team and just making the connections that we needed to, to get through it together. Now being a senior, what type of leadership did you want to bring to the team? Were you more of a vocal leader or lead by example type of player? I definitely wanted to be more of a lead by example player. Um, I think it's really important to go out and give like your 110% on the ice, but then also off the ice, be a really good, like respectful person and just like represent your community well. So I wanted to more lead by example than necessarily tell people what to do. So I found that was my role. And obviously you were mentioning before, like how COVID kind of really changed the way last season kind of operated. So heading into this year, did your mindset change on the season knowing that it was going to be a little bit more normal than last year was? Um, I don't think it necessarily changed a ton, but I think last season I wanted to try to make things better, I guess, and make it more normal. Whereas this season I went into it knowing that it was clearly going to be my last, but also just like taking it all in and having the best experience and experience it in the moment rather than, oh, what can I do to make tomorrow better, I guess. Yeah, and obviously you made individually a lot of improvements from the last year to this year, improving from 23 points to 54 points. So my question is, what did you do during the offseason to make such improvements to your game? And what was the biggest improvement you made to your game this year that kind of led to the increase in points totals that you had this year as a senior? Mm -hmm. So over the summer, I think what definitely helped a lot was I did a lot of lifting, stick handling and shooting, which just improved my overall like skill level. And then one of my goals going into the season was as so from last year, I was a captain, but I had Gretchen Branton as a captain as well. So it was more of I could lean on her to, and like she could be like the support system whereas this year I didn't have that so I kind of had to be the player on the team that was like the support so I found that for me it worked that well I had to like fit into the role and get my role to be the support and like I just needed to use my skills to like help the team and be like a very big player I guess. Mm -hmm. And obviously your team made it all the way to the section semifinal game, but came up short to Benilde St. Margaret's High School. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you take away from that game, especially since it was your last high school hockey game? And what did you just kind of take away from the whole season as a whole since you had a really successful year making all the way to the section semifinal game? Yeah, that game was definitely um, tough. It was a really fun game, though. Like I, I enjoyed every moment of it. and. Just looking back, it was honestly probably one of the funnest games I've played a part of just because how competitive it was and just that everything was – when everything's on the line, it makes it that much more intense. And the more intense the game is, obviously, like, the funner it'll be. And just being able to experience my last game with all my best friends and then even after the game, like, we sat in the locker room for a while and just, like, took the whole season in and just kind of thanked everyone. And it was just, it was a really neat year to be a part of. Now talk a little bit about the Minnesota high school hockey scene. And what's it like being a player in that just because I'm not from Minnesota. So it's kind of harder to understand how big the high school hockey scene is because I've seen the clips of the state tournament at the XL center. It looks really mm -hmm. awesome. 
what's it like being a part in that atmosphere just because it seems so cool uh, to have all those fans show up to your games and just the support that the, all the Minnesota high school hockey teams seem to have. Yeah, it's definitely really special to be a part of. Just hockey is such a big um, like sport here, especially for high school because it's the last level. And so everyone is coming and supporting you no matter what team they're on. Even if they are rooting for the team, there's always some part of them that just wants you to succeed as well. So just being a part of all the communities around and their supportiveness and like push to make you better is just one that will never compare to anything else. Now, you obviously mentioned her previously, but what was it like playing with uh, Gretchen Branton um, in your junior year? Uh, just because obviously she's with Clarkson now and how cool was it to kind of learn from a player like that? And what was she like as a teammate both on and off the ice? Yeah, Gretchen was really fun to play with off the ice. She was just the nicest person ever and always had like a funny wit to her. So she always knew how to cheer you up. And then on the ice, I absolutely loved playing with her. We knew where we were going to be, like where we each other were going to be. So it made playing with her really easy and she could always find the back of the net or find me to just tap it in or give it back. So we just, I absolutely loved playing with her. Now, looking back on it now, what would you take away from your high school hockey experience um, heading into college uh, this upcoming season? Yeah. Um, I've said it before for another question, I think, but just embracing the journey that we have because it's so special and like no other. So just embracing every day, living in the moment and experiencing it with all your best friends that are on your team. And yeah, but. I kind of want to transition and talk about your college hockey commitment and just how you're preparing for the upcoming season. So you're obviously committed to play uh, for Ohio State next year. So talk mm -hmm. about your recruitment process with that school and what made you kind of want to go to Ohio State versus other schools you might have looked at at the time. Yeah, so I, when I was starting to look into Ohio, all my friends had also been starting to look into like their colleges. And so I'd have multiple conversations with all of them, like, oh, what are you guys looking for in a school? Like, where are you guys thinking? And things that really stood out to me were the student population, because YZ is such a big school. I almost find that it seems kind of small now. So I definitely wanted a bigger school. And then just like the program, and it didn't even matter about like their wins or losses, just how they were with like the team and like the coaches. And I absolutely love the coaches there. They're really supportive and they seem like they're gonna get me to where I wanna be and they're gonna help me get there. And then just Ohio's clearly like a huge school with lots of majors and lots of options to go into. So that kind of checked all, all of my boxes and I just found it perfect. Yeah, and what, what are your like off season plans? Uh preparing for college hockey, like what do you hope to work on? And um, just how excited are you to play for Ohio State next year, obviously with them winning the national championship? Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be really fun. Um, I'm doing lots of lifting with uh, some of Chris, the trainer's programs there. And then I'm also clearly still skating with OS and Elite League. And then I'm leaving for the summer. So I'll be doing their summer training there and getting some extra school in. And then I'll be ready for next season. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you met any of your freshman class yet? Or are you going to plan? Do you plan to meet them um, in that summer training session like you were talking about? Yeah, so I currently am skating with one of them, Emma Peschel. 
so we skate every week together and then I see her sometimes elsewhere and then one of them Sydney Morrow goes to Shattuck and I play her when I play for Elite League so I'll play her and like talk or whatever and then I roomed with one when I was at the U18 national camp Elena and so I think she'll be there for the summer but I'm not sure yet so I'll be able to spend time with her and then I think there's two or three others that I haven't met, but I believe I'll meet them on the summer. That's going to be awesome. And I saw that some of them are going to play for the Canadian U18 team for the upcoming yeah. World Championships. How excited to see them play uh, for Team Canada. And obviously, Emma and Sydney are going to be playing for Team USA. So that must, must be fun for yourself, seeing mm-hmm. some of your teammates being in that tournament. Yeah, definitely really exciting. Now, how excited were you when you saw that watching Ohio State uh, recently in the Frozen Four and obviously win the national championship? I'm just curious from your perspective, um, heading into that program next year, like what was your reaction watching their success this year? And um, how excited were you when you um, saw them win the national championship? And how cool is it going to be to help them defend that title for next season? Yeah, when I was watching that game, my heart was racing for them. And just it was just such a fun game to watch. And even the game against Yale was just really fun. Um, And I think it's going to be really neat to play for a team that is the defending national champion because it makes every game that much harder just because all the other teams will probably be underdogs. And so they're all going to be gunning for us. So it's just going to be really cool to play the best while they're at their best. Now, how excited are you to play college hockey? Like, what's the thing that you look forward to the most when you think about it? Is it some of those WCHA paddles? Is it potentially playing in the national tournament? Like, when you think about college hockey, like, what excites you the most about it, I guess? Yeah, um, I definitely think playing in the WCHA is really exciting just because, I mean, even as the polls come out every week for the rankings, the amount of WCHA teams that are listed in the top 10 is like a ton so every game that we play will be a very competitive one and then of hopefully making it to the final four and playing for the national championship trophy i guess it's just that's just really cool to even be considered as being one of the top in the nation and the top in the nation so yeah and obviously next year's Frozen Four is going to be in Duluth um, in your hometown of home state of Minnesota. So that's going to be mm-hmm. definitely fun to potentially get over there and play. Yeah. Home state. So um, my last question about college hockey is what's like the biggest adjustment you think you have to, you're going to have to make to college hockey. Uh, is it going to be the speed of the game, the decision-making, or is it just going to be how you balance the academic and hockey side of things? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be the speed of the decision-making. Um, just watching them they make plays that are so much faster than anything I've seen in high school. So just being able to keep up and adjust to the speed of their play is going to be a tough challenge, but I'm ready for it. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to see you play college hockey next year. It should be a lot of fun. So now we're in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment, where I ask you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice. So my first question to you is what is your favorite type of music to listen to? Definitely country. It's just, even in the spring, because it's spring now, um, it makes, it gets so much better in the spring just because of the weather. But my favorite artist would probably be Morgan Wallen and Dan and Shay. That's awesome. What was your mm-hmm. thoughts on his recent album, Morgan Wallen, just because I thought that was very good. I feel like there was not a lot of songs that you could skip through from it just because they're all very uh, fun to listen to. Yeah, I think I only added, well, I added every song except for three. 
and I'm not much for like the very country folky music. Mm-hmm. And I think there are only like three of those. So basically I have his whole album. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was working for a baseball team this past summer. A lot of the guys are from the South and Midwest. And obviously in those areas, country music's huge. And I wasn't really the biggest country fan, but I will say it's a very good genre of music. And it definitely gives you that summertime vibe that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, like, definitely. Like, driving out with the windows down with like nice weather. Um, that's just how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Yeah, on my way to Lyft, I had the windows rolled down in Blast and Morgan Walgan. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the weather isn't that nice here right now. It's a very windy. Hopefully when the wind dies down, like in April, it can be, I can kind of roll my windows down a little bit. So that's yeah. the only problem that's going on here in the East Coast is the wind's been ruining the nice weather we get. Mm. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Um, I don't know that much comes to mind, but I am in an engineering class where we do like tech shares and there was someone shared a video of just like a new technology design. I guess that was pretty cool, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm not sure that anything necessarily interesting has happened that I can recall. Yeah. I'm trying to think the most interesting thing that I saw this past week was probably a study on sleep. And the reason why I found it interesting was I never really realized how important sleep was to your physical health because the Mm. more sleep you get and when you actually get sleep improves like your daily mood. It also makes you a healthier person. And that's something that I need to improve on in my daily life is my sleep just because I'm a bit of a night owl. So I thought Mm. that was interesting is just how important sleep is uh, for your body. And I know a lot of athletes uh, just reading this article that I found it on, say, like how they think sleep is very important and how they try to get at least like eight or nine hours every single night. Yeah, I can believe it. I feel like I have a better mood when I get more sleep and I'm not as cranky. Yeah, it's just hard with school because I have to get up early and go down. So mm-hmm. that's partly why, but like I, I probably should go to bed a little bit earlier. That's probably on me too. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, um, oh, I do have one. I think it's when I'm driving and the people in front of me don't realize that their blinker's on mm-hmm. and then they just leave their blinker on for like two miles on the highway and they don't realize. Yeah. I don't know how you not realize that just because it makes that sound. I feel like that would bother me a lot. So I totally get you on that. Yeah. And it's like blinking at you. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. That's okay though. Yeah, mine's probably slow drivers, um, like on the passing lane, just because like, mm-hmm. the reason why I'm on the passing lane is just so I can try to get by some cars. And when someone's going very slow on that, that definitely makes me frustrated. Or traffic, as you know, with this interview, that really bothers me a lot yep. because I'm with it right before here. So one of those yeah. things really makes me upset. So I'm, I try to stay calm, but sometimes it just gets very annoying. Yeah. Now, if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself? Oh, um, I feel like I'd want someone funny, but I'm not sure that I know any girl actors that are funny, but I do really like Will Ferrell. I think that's him. I think that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see him play you in a movie. Obviously, you know, be kind of inaccurate with the, like the looks and stuff, but I feel like he, he might get your mannerisms down, which is all that counts really. Yeah. So that's, as long as you can tell it's me, that's all that matters. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, that, that's a good answer for me. It'll probably be, 
I don't know, Mark Wahlberg, another guy with Will Ferrell, kind of funny, but he's also from Boston too. Seems like a cool dude. So he's mm. kind of a, I want someone cool to play me to make me look cool. So that's who I'm. Yeah. Yeah. As it should be. Now, who is the funniest teammate you have on YZ at girls hockey? Uh, I think I'd have to say Olivia Ream. She just, I don't know why, because no one else necessarily like finds everything she says funny. But any word that comes out of her mouth, like, can make me laugh. And I don't know why, but it, it just does. Now, if you had to choose any teammate to cook a meal for you, which teammate would you pick? Oh. Um, I think I'd go Mallory Coffin. She cooks, like, a salmon dish that I hear is really good, even though I'm not necessarily a fan of salmon, but she says that it tastes really good. And she makes, like, asparagus with it, yeah. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I'm not a big seafood guy, but if she claims it's good, then you might have to try yeah. it. Yeah. I know. Don't tell me it's salmon, and I'll love it. That's, you that's, tell me it's salmon, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you obviously have the best style on the team. That's, like, hands down the easiest pick. But besides yourself, who has the best style on YZ Girls Hockey? Like, who's coming in at number two? Mm. I definitely do not have the best style. <laughs> My style is mostly just sweatpants and sweatshirts. But if I had to pick someone with the best style, I think I would go with um, probably Stella Knight. She always has, like, not weird outfits, but they're more of, like, personal to her. And it's, like, her style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like you rock the Trojan blue jersey well, though. That I will say that's one of my favorite jerseys in the Minnesota high school hockey thing, just doing research. I love the blue. It's my favorite color. So yeah, that's probably why I think, like, why Zeta Girls Hockey is, like, some of the best style in Minnesota, just because of the jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those jerseys are really nice. I do really like those. Now, if you can guest star in any TV show, what TV show would that be? Friends, for sure. And then non, final non-hockey question is, who is your favorite non-hockey athlete? I don't remember her last name, and I'm not sure if it's her first name, but the Olympic snowboarder, I think her name was Maddie. She was at the Olympics this year. And just like I see her on TikTok all the time, and she seems like a really cool person. And she's obviously really good at what she does. So just, yeah, I think she's really cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The only snowboarder that I know is like Chloe Kim and Red Gerard, just from watching the Olympics this past year. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. cool. So that's I feel like snowboarders have a nice vibe because they're not they don't seem nervous. They're just like um just enjoying the moment and always laughing, which is something that I think some more hockey players should do, honestly. I feel like we're sometimes a little too intense. Yeah, they're definitely very composed and just like they only have three runs, so they gotta get it once. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And the tricks they do is really cool. Oh, it's I don't incredible. It. I don't, I've never snowboarded before, but it seems so difficult. So shout out to those people because they make it look easy. Yeah, I tried it once this year. And we'll just say it probably wasn't very snowboarding technique-wise good at all. Did you keep your balance, though? That's all that counts. Um, at times, we did have a couple wipeouts, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We, that's got, we got up and that's we tried again. Matters. That's all that matters. Yep. That's all that matters. So. Yeah. Now, getting back to some hockey questions now, uh, one is, uh, what is the most embarrassing hockey moment that you've ever experienced? Oh. Um, 
I know that there was a time that I got when I was on the boys team, they put clear tape on my skate blades. And so when I got on the ice, I clearly like wouldn't be able to skate and I fell over and then I kept on trying to get up and I didn't realize that it was clear tape until at least five tries later. And then I actually looked down. Yeah. So it's pretty embarrassing, but that's okay. At least some of the guys got a good laugh out of that, I assume. Yeah. So team morale. So there's yeah. positive to look at that, though. Mm-hmm. I'll provide humor. That's okay. I think for me, it's probably like when we were doing this like backwards skating drill in the neutral zone, someone forgot to close the bench door and I fell on the bench. And this was like during mm-hmm. youth hockey. So that was pretty mm-hmm. tough. But luckily, there's no like there was a, there's no footage of it. So I can just kind of like rest easy that knowing that no one else is going to see that except for me and think about it. Yeah. Maybe there was a camera in the rink. We could check. Yeah, it happened in like 2015, so I, it will be hard to go way back then. If they still have footage of that, then I would love to see it, but I don't know if they if the camera has that enough storage from back in the day, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you could always recreate it. That is true, that is true, but yeah. I don't, to be honest, I really don't want to recreate it just because it was very embarrassing, so I'll just, <laughs> I'll just keep it in my memories. I don't need to see yeah. that moment, so. Um, now, next question is, uh, should body checking be allowed in women's hockey? Obviously, I feel like you have a good perspective on it since you played boys hockey as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish we could be a little bit more physical and just like a lot. Some penalties that girls get, it's like, oh, it's like I barely touched her. But I don't think I'd want necessarily full on checking because I think it changes the game a lot. Mm-hmm. And I find that girls hockey without checking is play oriented and then guys I sometimes watch and they hit each other just to hit each other. Mm-hmm. So I think it could change the dynamic of the game, but I wouldn't be opposed to having like a little bit more physicality. Yeah. I think that's a good answer. Kind of balance it out a little bit. It's just hard mm-hmm. with the refereeing because I feel like if you make that, like if there's like, if you somewhat allow it, then like, I feel like the, some refs would even it'd be a little more strict about it than less strict about it. And like, I feel like as a player, when you play, you shouldn't have to worry about who's refereeing the game and, having to change your style of play. So that's like kind of the only thing that I think would be interesting if that was kind of allowed is if they made it like slightly legal, but mm-hmm. um, I'm just curious, like that's something that I think about like how it would like kind of change the game from that aspect of things. Yeah, no, definitely. That would be challenging. What's like the biggest check that you've ever thrown in girls hockey? I'm curious. Cause Gretchen told me when we had her on the podcast that there was a game against a dinosaur where she accidentally laid out someone. So I was curious if you had any moments yourself. Um, I think the only times that I necessarily like hate girls, maybe not on purpose, but just like by accident is if I'm going like up the boards and I chip it around them and they don't move. And then I just like run into them and then they just like eat it backwards. But I don't, I'm not necessarily one to like just go hit someone, I guess. Well, that's not that it's, it's kind of their fault if they're not going to move. Yeah. Like they didn't move. So what am I supposed to do? Oh, let me stop. You can go get the puck, but you're in my way, so you can go get it now. Yeah, so I that, I, I respect that. As a ref, I want yeah. to that. It's like that's their fault, so you have to check. Yeah. It, so yeah. I respect that. Now, what did what should be done to help grow women's hockey? In your opinion, I'm curious about that because obviously I feel like there's a lot of there's been a lot of positives, but there's also been a lot of negatives. I think some of the positives is with the international game with Canada and USA is one of the highest rated games um, in mm-hmm. hockey for both men's and women's. But unfortunately, there's been some women's college hockey programs cut. I feel like there should be more women's college hockey programs, to be honest with you. I'm surprised like a school like Michigan doesn't have one. And yeah. obviously, the U18 stuff got canceled, but obviously, it was rescheduled. But 
you know, it shouldn't even happen in the first place just because when the world juniors got canceled, they were trying to find ways to find a, a day to make it up. So in your opinion, what's been some of the positive growth you've seen from women's hockey and how, what would you do, I guess, to help make it grow even more um, in your opinion? Yeah. Um, I definitely think there's more light onto like women athletes for hockey and that they're getting more attention and then they're growing the game that way. But I do think that even like watching the uh, national championship this past weekend, I missed the whole first period because I couldn't figure out how to watch the game. And so it's not on like any normal streaming services. Like you have to pay extra for it. And I went to the UMD versus Western Michigan game and that was being like broad screen broad streamed on like just normal TV that you literally just have to turn on the TV for. So I think giving access to women's games more easily is going to help grow the game just to like spread more awareness and have more people be able to watch it because it's so hard to find. It was almost like disappointing how hard it was to find, but yeah, I think just, easier access will help improve the game. Yeah. It was like on like ESPNU or something where you had to pay like extra money. Yeah. Out of your and team. like the game before was on ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. So you had to pay extra money for that one and then do the U. Yeah. So I know I totally get it. Cause like, if you're like a regular person, like why would you spend extra money to watch something that you can yeah. watch something else for free? So I, I mm-hmm. think definitely try to make it more accessible because I think I'm not sure. I'm assuming the men's national championship game will probably be on ESPN. So like, you don't, yeah, just like normal. Just, yeah. yeah. So hopefully they change that soon. I think um, luckily I do have ESPN use, so I didn't have to worry about it, but I do understand where other people got confusing, especially since I think uh, the one problem I did have with the game actually is there was like a lacrosse game that happened before. So like, yeah. And then it kept on like cutting in and out. Yeah. So like I couldn't watch the entire game because this like lacrosse game was like delayed it for like, until like the second period so that was the one disappointing thing like at least try to make it easier like if it's not if there's a game going on then try to find another spot to put it in I guess I'm not yeah so I feel like there's I feel like there's ways to work around it though I feel like ESPN has the time and money to do that yeah definitely now what advice would you give a younger player who's trying to pursue a career in college hockey obviously you have the experience of going to different places playing different types of hockey so what advice would you give some of those younger players Um, definitely just like go and have fun and don't worry about like the recruiting process or like where you're going to be next year necessarily go and have fun. Like that day, that moment, work on getting better and just like every day, make it a point to get 1% better. And you're going to be at the end of the season, you're going to be so much better that people are going to be coming to you. So just have fun, work hard and just embrace the Jersey. Or do you have any shout outs you want to give before um, the interview ends to any of your family members, teammates, former teammates, future teammates, um, or just anyone in particular, feel free to shout them out now. Yeah. I'll shout out my parents just for giving me all the opportunities that I've gotten over these years and just always driving me to practices and encouraging me and just always being in the stands for me. It's just really special. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sloan, for coming on the podcast. I'll give you a shout out uh, for your time. It really means a lot to myself. And I wish you all the best for the upcoming season with Ohio State. I know you're going to do great things for that program and excited to see you play uh, with that team. And if Ohio State ever comes out east, I'd love to see you play in person and meet you after the game. So, but thank you so much for coming on and take care and stay safe. I really appreciate your time, though. It means a lot to myself. 
Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's interview of College Hockey Talk. If you want to check out our older interviews, make sure to do that. You can do that on the Apple Podcast page, Spotify account, or our YouTube channel where you can watch many different interviews from this podcast. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media accounts at College Hockey Talk, and I'll see you guys next time with another great interview. But until then, take care and have a great day. Bye.